0: Well, Happy New, Happy New Year. Oh, thank you. Let's say it again. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How many of you just, you know, we're not going to complain. We're not going to whine. But how many of you just glad 2020 is in the rearview mirror? Amen. Oh, you can do better than that. I know you're probably happier than that, huh? And uh, I don't know if you saw my, uh, my post uh, on social media, but uh, we can officially say that uh, hindsight is 2020. Amen. Amen tell somebody that's funny, or at least I'm going to laugh and make him feel good. Amen. All right. So I am, I am so excited about uh, the new series that I'm beginning today called next. The best is yet to come. I believe with all of my heart that the best is yet to come. Amen. I believe that God brought me here for a specific purpose. I believe that God brought you here for a specific purpose, I believe that those are watching online are watching online for a specific purpose. And I want to say welcome to all of you today. If you're a first-time guest with us, thank you for being here. We're so glad that you're here. And if you're online, thank you for joining us. God bless you. Come on, Capital City Church. Can we just give them a great big welcome and tell them we love them? Come on, make it loud. Amen. Well, here's what I know. I know that everybody has a next step. Everyone say next step. Yes. Now you've heard, if you've been uh, coming to uh, this church for very long and i you've been your pastor for very long, you've heard me say next step. There's always a next step. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are in your spiritual journey. There is always a next step because some of you know, we've not arrived spiritually until we get to heaven and have our glorious uh, reunion with God. Amen. And so we're, we have growing to do every one of us. And so This morning, that's kind of where we're going to spend our time talking about because I believe that God has called us as Capital City Church. It literally is our mission to help people take that next step. And so the theme verse of this series is out of Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. It says, If my people can't see what God is doing, they will stumble. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, How many of you know that walking around in a dark house where you can't see, I don't care if you know where everything is, you're probably going to stub your toe, right? And uh, I I don't know if you notice, there's some white tape on the steps going off the stage here. And that's because when we turn the lights down, we can't see anything. We're old up here, some of us. And uh, I'm I'm including myself in that. And so we need some reflective tape. Because if you can't see, we're going to stumble. And I don't want to stumble. Do you want to stumble? Well, that's true physically, but it's also true spiritually. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend, watch this, what He reveals, they are most blessed. They are most blessed. How many of you in 2021 say, Pastor, I'm just going to say right up front, I want to be most blessed. huh? Come on. That word blessed literally means to be happy. I want to be happy in Jesus. Don't you? I want to find my happiness in, in the love of Christ. And so our mission is to help people take that next step. And so if you've got your notes and you're following along, we're going to cover over the next four Sundays, during our 21 days of prayer, we're going to cover how it is that we as Capital City Church are going to help people take their next step. And my prayer is that as I talk about this, you will look at these and you'll say, what is my next step? Because I already said, every one of us, including me, have a next step. The first one, and these are all, uh, you'll see them if you go around the signs, you'll see them on the signage. You're going to see them more and more as, as we continue to, to uh, go forward and, and move forward. In fact, if you look back there at the information center, it says right at the bottom, these four things. Are you ready? If you're taking notes, the first one is to find God. Our mission is to help people find God because we know that without God, life is hopeless. Amen. How many of you are just thankful that you found God one day and he found you and you have a relationship with him? Amen. And if you're here this morning and that's not you, and if you're watching online and that's not you, I want you to know that God has that for you right now. We're going to talk about that more in just a moment. The second one is to find freedom. Because I want you to know something about the blood of Christ. When Jesus shed his blood on the cross, he shed his blood for the forgiveness of sins so that we can find God. Amen? but not just find him, but to get to know him and to grow deeper in him. The Bible says that he came that we would have life and have it to the full. That's where the freedom comes from. That's when we find freedom in in Christ and freedom in life and we can have a smile on our face no matter what circumstances come, no matter what disease comes, no matter what virus comes, we can have a smile on our face to the point where people look at it and say, that person's kind of weird. And you say, thank you very much. I know I am because I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus weird, amen? Finding freedom. We'll talk about that next week. And then the next week we're going to talk about finding purpose because every one of you have a purpose that God designed you for. The Bible says he knew you before you you were ever born. He knew you and he knew what your purpose was. And then we're going to talk about finding fulfillment because I believe every person in this world is looking for fulfillment in life. And we're going to help you understand how it is that we find that fulfillment. So before we go any further, can we just pray and ask God to bless His Word today and uh, that uh, He would just speak to our hearts. Father, we love You so much, and I thank You for this time that we can come together and dive into Your Word. Lord, I pray that what the words that I bring today would not be my words, but be Your words. I pray, Lord, that You would help me to get out of Your way and share what it is that You want us to hear today. I pray, dear God, that you would just use me to, use, to be used to speak to the world, the, the world today, Lord, that they would hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I want to talk to you about how we help people find God. Now, I, I know that maybe when you were uh, uh, looking at that title, you might have thought, well, he's going to help me learn how to find God myself. And, and uh, yes, we, we are going to be doing that. But today's a little bit different. I want to help us know as a church, how is it that we help other people because that's our mission is to help people find God. I love to go to uh, the food court at malls. How many of you enjoy doing that? Raise your hand. Okay, some of you. Yeah, I mean, it's so great to just have choices, right? And, and the problem is there's too many choices, and I can't decide what I want. But, you know, I'll just start walking around. And one of my favorite things about walking around the food court is, how many of you know, samples, huh? samples, free samples, where they'll like, around. hey, would you like to try our food or would you like to try our food? And usually it's one of the Chinese places and I probably wasn't even thinking about Chinese. I might've been thinking about Chick-fil-A or, or, or Subway or or if I was being really cheap and trying to be frugal, maybe McDonald's. And then they come out and they put this toothpick with a with a piece of chicken on it and says, here, try this. And so I'll try that and go, you know what? I think I want Chinese food today. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know I was hungry for Chinese food. And now all of a sudden... Uh, the samples have gotten me. So uh, that the passing out the samples is so important and there's something to be said about getting out from behind the counter and helping people sample what it is that you have. And honestly, that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, think about this. As you can tell, I also like to go to Chinese buffets. I, I, I need to go to less of them. In 2021, I'm going to go to less Chinese buffets. Amen. I'll let you hold me to that. <laughs> I won't tell you how many I went to last year, but I know I'm going to go to less this year. Amen. But how silly would it be for them to wait until we're all done and we've had enough wontons and enough, uh, you know, enough uh, uh, egg rolls and, and all of that to, it, we're so full we can't hardly, we can't stand it. And on the way out while we're checking out, they put something up and say, Hey, would you like to try a sample? No, no, no thanks. I'm good. I'm I'm full. You know, I think that the church has been uh, guilty at times of trying to feed the full. But God is calling us to help people around us find God. One of the challenges the church faces today is sometimes the church is only feeding the full. And if we're not careful, we will find ourselves handing out samples to those who are already fed and those that are already full. So the primary way that we are going to feed the hungry at Cap City... We have decided, as we, as we begin to talk about our mission and, and talk about how we help people find God, we have, we have, we have decided that the really, the main, this isn't the only way we do Power of One on Wednesday night and we're learning how to do one-on-one evangelism and we're encouraging that and we want people to do that. But we put so much time and effort and, and, and prayer and fasting into our Sunday experience, into our Sunday morning experience, that our goal is to every Sunday give an opportunity for someone who needs fed to come to Christ. Our our goal is that every Sunday, somebody is saved. My goal is every Sunday, we're baptizing someone. Did you know that in 2021 or 2020, I believe we baptized more between July and December 31st than we did the previous year or maybe the, the previous two years and to God be the glory for that. And I just want you to know that's because people are being fed, Amen. And we already have two lined up to be baptized very soon. And uh, I know there are others that are thinking about it. That's what it's about. Because here's what I want you to know. Write this down. The church is to be the table where the people come to be fed. The church is to be the table where people are come to be fed. That's why I think it is so important, if at all possible, for us to be in this room and to bring people with us. Now I understand some people are not able to come yet. They're just not well enough and, and, and there's, there's complications physically and they're not able to come in the room. But let me just talk to you. Those of you that are watching online, we applaud you. We love you. We're glad you're joining you, joining us. And if you're watching because of a physical issue, because you have the COVID or you've been exposed or, or you're high risk or you're feeling sick, we totally support that. We understand that. But if you're staying home out of habit, We need you to come back in the room because the only way you're going to bring someone into the room is if you come with them. And so I want you to pray about that and say, you know, is it time for us to come back together because the Bible says forsake not the assembling of us Together. It is so important for us to come together. There's something about being in the room. Come on, can I get a good amen on that? There's something about being in the room. And I totally understand. I get it. This isn't a guilt thing. We're not trying to do that at all. But just pray about it and think about it. Because here's what I know our goal on the weekend services is to feed those who need Jesus. And our goal is that it is you, the congregation, that are bringing them in. To be fed, so that 's what we 're talking about today. The church is the table where people come to be fed. Really, our goal for the weekend services is twofold. My goal, when I put together my sermon and, and when we put together the worship, uh, it 's twofold really. if you 're taking notes, write this down. The first is to feed the believers. To, to build up the believers. What is a believer? Well, that's somebody that's already seen Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They're in love with him. Jesus said it this way in John 6, 35. I am the bread of life. So I want to feed everyone. Not just, not just a few. Not just the select. But everyone. So we want to build up. We want to build up the believers. Our job is to feed them. To build them up. But the second one, if you're taking notes, is we're also here... To feed the seekers or to serve the seekers. What is a seeker? Well, that's somebody that, uh, that's talked about Jesus and might have heard about Jesus, but they're still looking. They're still trying to fill that void in their life. And it's our job as a church to be feeding them. And the only way we can feed them is if they can come in and hear the word of God. Amen? Amen? it's who Jesus is talking about in John 4:35 when he said do not do you not say four months more and then the harvest i tell you open your eyes and look at the fields come on now they are ripe for the harvest. Can I tell you something? The, the field is ripe for harvest. People need Jesus. Aren't you glad that when you needed Jesus, someone came along and said, Hey, won't you come to church with me? Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you how he changed my life. How many of you came to church because somebody invited you? Come on, just raise your hand all across this room. All across this room, people are raising their hand. So, what are we talking about when we talk about a seeker? Those people who are, we are to feed and to invite. It's someone who senses that something is missing in their life, and they're looking for answers. I want to tell you something. You're surrounded by people like that at work, at home with your family, at Walmart, anywhere you go. You're surrounded by people who sense that there's something missing, it's someone who knows uh, someone who else, else who is a believer, and they recognize something is different about that person, and, and I want to be like them. It's someone who could have grown up in church, but they've never made that personal connection with God uh, through Jesus Christ. Let me ask you something. Have you ever invited anybody over to your house to eat? Crystal and I enjoy doing that. And before we ever have anybody over for dinner, there are some things that we need to consider. And these are things that we need to consider every week as a church. As I go through this list, these are things that I'm, cause, I, I'm, I'm calling upon you to consider every week of 2021 and beyond. As, as someone who is a part of this church, as someone who is, ha, has, has chosen Capital City as their home church, I'm asking you to consider these things. I'm asking you, to join me in this mission because there's something that we do that uh, when, we invite fam- when we invite friends and family over to our house that apply exactly what we need to do as a church when we're going to invite those that need fed into our place. So are you ready? Here we go. How do we prepare for guests? How is it that we fulfill the mission to help people find God? I'm gonna give you the process. I'm gonna give you exactly what you need to do in order to fill this room with people who need Jesus and know they need answers in their life, Amen. Are you ready? Okay. If you're taking notes, this is the first one. Is the invitation. The first thing you got to do is you got to invite them. You've got to ask them to come over. If you invite somebody over for dinner, the first thing you do is you call them up. Say, "Hey, I'd like for you to come over for dinner. What night works for you? Can you come over?" And then you say, uh, uh, "We would love to host you for dinner." After you do that, what happens? You get to work. Now, the guests don't work. The family works, right? You get busy working, and you start cleaning up the house, right? Not that it's not already clean, but you start cleaning it better. You start noticing things that you haven't noticed for the last three weeks because you know guests are coming in, and we need to make it look a little bit better, right? And so we clean the house, and we plan what food we're going to serve, and, and uh, we plan the atmosphere that we're going to create. And maybe we're going to light the fire in the fireplace, or, or you know we really don't even need a fireplace anymore because we can just put that fireplace right on our TV. Uh, hey, how many of you did that during the christmas time right hey i don't need no fire i've got the tv right so what are we going to do we're going to light some candles we're going to are, are we going to play a little bit of music i love to have a little bit of music playing because it kind of it kind of fills the dead space maybe when the conversation starts then you got to ask you know is it going to be buffet style is it going to be family style you know are, 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 is there going to be a kid's table <laughs> i know i grew up in a family of four kids so i, I didn't know anything but the kid's table till i was uh, almost in college you know because uh, they, there wasn't room at the big table, so I was still, okay, all right, whatever. I guess I'm still a kid. I was just, whatever, is over here. I wonder what those people over there are talking about. Why are they laughing? That sounds pretty funny. Dad, that's not fair, right? But, you know, you got to plan this stuff out because the people that you get, that you invited, they may have kids, right? So as a church, as we're inviting people, what do we do? We invite people, and then we begin to plan. Sometimes in, when we have family dinner, We might sit at the table and get out the nice plates, but typically we may sit around the table and get out some paper plates, right? And some paper cups. We may not even sit around the table. We may just sit in the living room and and watch our favorite show on television. And and, and the kids might even burp once or twice, right? But when we're inviting guests, we're saying, you know what, we're gonna be careful. We're We're gonna put our best foot forward. So when we think about inviting people to church, we need to think about those who need to eat. Do you remember a couple weeks ago I said that God gave me a word that I believe was for 2021. I believe that this is the theme that he has for us. And that is I believe he has called us to prepare for those Who are like we were, not like we are. You say, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, I'm talking about how we were before we got saved. And aren't you glad that there was someone that prepared a message, that prepared a song, that prepared a testimony to help you move from where you were as an unbeliever, as a seeker, to where you are now as a Christian and as a believer? Amen? And so we need to be thinking, what do we need to do to help those come into this place that are like we were and help them be like we are, and that is a believer in Jesus Christ. So who do we think about? We think about people whose lives are falling apart. We need to think about that couple whose marriage is hanging in the balance. We need to think about that single adult where there's no direction and they're dealing with levels of deep levels of loneliness. We need to think about that student who's contemplating ending it all. We need to think about all these people and we need to think about the table because the church is the table and we need to think about the bread because the bread is the word of God. And it's our job to feed the hungry. It's our job to give the bread of life. What we really need to do is we need to think about the chairs. Come on, somebody help me out right now. Somebody that's strong and willing to do it. Find an empty chair. Would you do that? And bring it and set it right here. Come on, somebody real quick. All right, Randy, you got it. Grab me a chair. Grab me an empty chair and just bring it, set it right here. One of those empty chairs right there. All right, oh, <laughs> All right, while he's doing that, I need someone else to bring me a chair. Come on, somebody else bring me a chair. Come on, help me out. Don't leave me hanging. I didn't didn't ask ahead of time. I took a chance on you guys that you want to help me out. Oh, okay, I only need three, so here we go. I got another person bringing a chair and another person. I got three chairs. All right, give me three chairs, three chairs. We need to think about these chairs. While they're bringing those, let me talk about the invitation a little bit. It's pretty important that we as believers invite people to the table. John 4, 34, Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. How many of you know, entertainment takes work. Bringing people in for a meal takes work. We've got to, we've got to plan and prepare and be ready, Right? sometimes we're like, you know what, why didn't we just, why didn't we just go out to eat? <laughs> why don't we just go somewhere to a restaurant? This is, this is way too much work. It kind of reminds me of little Susie, who was about five years old, and uh, they were having someone in for the meal, and, and mom thought, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, brag on my kids a little bit, you know, and, and uh, they, they need to hear her pray. And, and so she said, Susie, will you, will you pray for the meal? And she just blanked, you know, little Susie. Like, well, I go, well, I don't know what to say, mommy. She says, well, just say what mommy says. And, okay. Everybody bowed their heads and said, dear Lord, why did I invite these people to this house? This is way too much work. Susie, what do you do I said, well, you sent me to pray for me to pray like you pray, Amen. It's work. I understand it's work. I understand it's a struggle. But if we're going to do our job as a church, we're going, if we're going to be a healthy church, we have to be willing to invite our hungry friends to the table. We have to be willing to bring them in. And here's what I know will happen. If we will begin to bring them in and they begin to eat the bread of life and they begin to become new, new believers and they become uh, excited about God, what they're gonna do is they're gonna bring other people with them. I know it. They're gonna bring other people with them and those people are gonna bring other people. You know what my goal is? My goal is that one Sunday, some one of you will bring a, a friend, a seeker, someone who's, who's looking for God and d- maybe not even know they're looking for God and they come into the church and they enjoy it so much and they love it so much that the next week that person brings someone with them and comes back to church amen why don't we call that our win for 2021 it knowing that people will bring people will bring people and not just people but people who need jesus you know what i believe in all of my heart with all of my heart i believe that Capital city church has some awesome food to give i believe that we're the best kept secret in columbus and I believe once that secret gets out, it's just going to explode. But it starts with us. Have you ever been to the beach? I, I love to go down to the ocean and just sit uh, and, and what seems like hours. I, I, sometimes I'll sit there and I'll just stare at the ocean. I'm like, boy, it, 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 I've been here for three hours. I better go or look at my watch and it's been 15 minutes. Why? Because time just kind of stands still, right? Just stands still and you just... Just enjoy and, and take in the beauty of God. But have you ever been doing that? Maybe you brought something to eat with you and, and a seagull kind of drops down and, and starts begging for food and looking at you like, Hey, you going to give me some? Hey, you going to give me some? Hey, you going to give me something? You're like, all right, I guess one piece. And you give them a, a, a piece of bread. How many of you know what happens next? Huh? they don't even have to leave. All the friends are like, rawr, rawr. oh, here they come. They swarm it. Just take my advice as a, as a Florida boy. Don't ever feed the seagulls. Amen. Am I right, Aiden? Don't feed the seagull. They will go get their friends and they'll come back. You will not have enough food to feed them all and it'll just be a mess. Amen. But if you apply that to the church, I'm ready for the mass. Are you ready for the mass? I'm ready to just not have enough food, not have enough. Here's the beauty about Jesus though. There might not be enough room, but there's always plenty of food. Amen. Tell the person beside you, there's plenty of food. You too, watch it online. Come on, right there in your living room. Come on, tell somebody there's plenty of food to go around. I believe that once the secret's out, once that secret's out, that's going to just be amazing what we see God do. So here's what I think a healthy church should look like. There's a reason I had these chairs brought up here. We need to think about the chairs. We need to think about three people. In this chair, I believe the church should be made up of thirds. And if you're writing, uh, taking notes, write this down. I believe that a third of the church should be the healthy. Those who are healthy in their walk with God. Those who are are full and, and running over. Their cup is not just life, but life to the full. We need those. That's that 's the foundation of the church so don 't don 't hear me saying that i don 't think I said from the beginning that that it 's our job to not just feed the seeker but seek the believer or feed the seeker right and so we need that third the second third in this chair, I want you to put. New believers. I want you to put uh, those that, that are that are, are are growing, those that are are, are building their life, and, and uh, those that are healing and allowing God to to speak into their life. These are the ones that are that are feeding. They just can't get enough because they're a new believer. They're they're a new Christian, and and, and everything just comes in and they just love it, and, and it's just it's just so new to them, and they they're so excited, and, and and they're they're by the way they're they're a better seagull than than the healthy sometimes because the, sometimes those that are over here and they're full they just kind of sit sour and soak right and that's not good oh okay i got an amen on that but then in this chair who do we have we need the hurting we need those that are famished and they need god i would say that most churches are doing pretty good on having those that are full John Maxwell used to say, if, if I would quit preaching for the next month and you just apply what you've heard the previous month, we would be a whole new church, amen? amen. So it's not just being full, what are you gonna do with the full? And then you have those that are feeding and then you have those that are famished. I believe a healthy church has all three of those dynamics. And most churches are pretty good about this and some churches are doing okay maybe with some of these, but boy, boy, We wouldn't know what to do if someone walked in, coke-snorting, hell-bound, heathen. Unfortunately, the church might look at it and say, what are you doing here? You know what we need to say? You're right where you should be. We love you. God loves you, and we're so glad you're here. Amen. Can I get a good amen, church? On that, come on. I believe that the church needs to be made up of thirds, and it's my goal by the end of 2021 that Capital City is a healthy church by gauging that we, on any given Sunday morning, we have three different groups of people equally. We have those that are full, we have those that are feeding, and we have those that are famished. Those that are those that are ready. Because listen, without those that are full, we have nothing to pass on, right? Without those that are feeding, we kind of lose our excitement. Without those that are famished, we lose the whole reason that we're here as a church. And I believe the mature believers are those that can mentor the baby believers. And it's the baby believers that can go out and bring in the non-believers. So here's the process. The healthy and the healing invite the hurting. And when the hurting come to the table, They find healing, and they're so excited about their healing that they become healthy. And because they're healthy, they begin inviting their friends who are hurting, and it's on and on and on and on. Do you see that? After all, we are just one beggar showing another beggar where the food is. And we've already established the church is the table where the food is served. So what part are you playing in this process? Are you a healthy believer, a Christ follower? Are, are you a healing believer? Are you really handing out samples of bread, of life to people uh, who need God in your life? I want you to look around. Is it your coworker? Is it your neighbor? Is it your friend? Is it your family member? Someone you've been uh, just gotten to know? So, uh, uh, what are you doing about it? Are you, are you getting, handing out samples to those those in need. And you say, Well, Pastor, I need to know more. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you know Christ personally, you know enough. You know enough. Let me tell you a secret. When I try a restaurant that I like, I go tell people about it. Because I want them to go too. Because I want that restaurant to stay open, right? But if they say, Well, what do they serve? And I start telling them, Well, how do they make it? I don't know how they make that. Well, what do they put in it? I don't know what they put in it. It's just good. Well, how long do they cook it? I don't know how long they cook it. I just know it's good. Well, well, uh, uh, you know, how much does it cost? Well, I can tell you that. I can tell you that. But here's the beauty of what we're handing out. It doesn't cost a dime. Amen. It doesn't cost a dime. You see, we give out samples to people by the way we walk and the places we go and by our language and our business practices and our attitude and our actions. So literally, you can hand out samples by not saying a word. Just living a life that's honoring to God is handing out the samples of God. Let me ask you a question while we're on this subject. As a Christian, have you forfeited the opportunity to really get out there and hand out samples? To give samples of bread because of your behavior? You see, one reason churches don't grow is because they meet the people that go to that church and they're like, well, if that's what people are like at that church, I don't want to go to that church, right? And so the first job is it starts with me. Am I sampleable? If somebody meets me, do they want what I have? The invitation. Secondly, write this down, is the preparation. I want you to know I work hard every Sunday to prepare a meal for those that will be here. That's my job. I, I'm the chef, I, I'm the dude with the food, right? <laughs> So you bring the people in to meet the dude with the food, and I do everything. I pray, and I fast, and I seek, and I work, and I, I change directions, and, 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 I, and, I move and I pray and say, Lord, you know, and there's sometimes I'll have it all planned out, and, and about halfway through the week uh, of the day, t- I'm supposed to preach it, God will say, no, I want you to do this, or I want you to add this verse in, or I want you, in fact, I added a verse uh, just this morning to my message. It's not even your notes, but I know it's in here, and I'm going to get to it in just a moment. Because I want you to get this. The reason I do this is because I want you to get what, what, what Scripture is saying to you. I want you to get what, what, uh, what God is speaking into your life. And I want your friends to get what God is speaking into their life. And I want them to eat the bread of life. Because the bread of life is life-giving. Not just life, but life to the full. Amen? And it's our job to be prepared. So I want you to know that I take it very seriously what I prepare to feed you on Sunday mornings. And the worship team and all everything that we do. We, we do everything thing we can to prepare for guests to come so what i'm asking you to do is work to get ready for sunday as well go out there and say hey you got to come and see you got to come and see it's like the it's like the samaritan woman that jesus talked to and called out her sins and and, and told her how it was and gave her the bread of life she went back home and she said you've got to come and see this guy is different this guy this is the dude with the food amen And that's what happens: is you begin to invite people, you begin to bring people. Uh, Someone, someone has asked me before, and and uh, uh, almost every church that I've pastored has grown. And and uh, you know, as, as we as God blesses, and and it's not me. And they say, "What do you do?" I say, "I don't really do anything. I just I just feed the sheep. That's what I do. I just feed them." And and what I found is is that when people get excited about God and get excited about their church, the church starts to grow. There's nothing that I can do. I I don't know your friends. I don't know your coworkers. I don't. I don't know many of your family members. I don't know them, but you do. And when you get excited about God and you get excited about church, look out because God will begin to do something in here. We'll have to build buildings and do all kinds of stuff. Amen? I can't take any credit. All I, I do my part. I do my part. I pray and I fast and I seek God and I bring to you what I believe he wants me to bring to you. I believe with all of my heart that this is the message that God wanted me to bring this morning, that it is our mission to help people find God. I believe that with all of my heart. And I knew there might be people here this morning. Typically the first Sunday of the year is kind of a low Sunday. So I, I figured it would probably be just our family and I look around and mostly it is. But I knew even today there might be those where it's the first, the first time anybody came into our doors and if that's you or if it's the first time you've ever watched online I hope you love this message because this message is all about me saying to us that this is all about you (laughs) you are the reason that we do this come on let them know you are the reason that we do this come on church let them know you are the reason that we do this if all we're going to do is have a holy club, there's plenty of those in town. We'll just close up and go there. It'll be a whole lot cheaper and a whole lot less work. But I don't think that's what God's called us to do. I think he's called us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. Amen? But it's going to take work. It's going to take work. Jesus said in Matthew 9, 37, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. That's sad, isn't it? Ah, oh, somebody else will invite him. I'll let the preacher call him. I'll let someone else do that. No, no. Look what he says in verse 38. I didn't put it in your notes, but just as a follow-up. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. And when I read that, Jesus said, Phil, ask the workers to go. Ask Capital City Church to go out into the harvest field. And ask them to go. This is not in your notes, but if you have your Bibles or you can look it up on your phone. I want you to go to Luke chapter 14, verse 16. This is something that I just put in here because I feel like it really... Paints a beautiful picture of what I'm trying to say today, and I want you to know everything I'm saying today are not my words; these are Jesus' words. In fact, these words right here in Luke chapter 14—it's uh, a parable that Jesus told. Many times, Jesus would tell parables, stories that people could relate to, and it's the parable of the great banquet. And I'm just going to read it to you. If you don't have your Bible with you, you can just listen. Jesus told his parable. This parable. He said, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. Now that's our job at Capital City Church. Our, our job is to prepare every Sunday morning a great big banquet and invite as many guests as we can possibly. Why wouldn't we? Can I ask you something? If you have a loved one, if you have a neighbor, if you have a friend, if you have a coworker who has not yet come to Christ and ask him into their life, why wouldn't you bring them to the table and allow us to feed them and tell them about the word of God. Let us do that work. You just bring them here, amen? Why would we not bring them to the table of God? So that's what Jesus said. He said there was a certain man who was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. Now look what happened though. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. And I'll tell you why in just a minute, why I believe this is. The first said, well, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Hmm, that's interesting. Another said, I have, been bought, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. I can't come. I can't come to this great big banquet, right? Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. He said, none of them will come. You know why I think they wouldn't come? Because I think they were too busy inviting the already full. And when I read the rest of the parable, I kind of see that played out. And unfortunately, I believe the church is more interested in sheep swapping than hungry people finding. I was not called to be the keeper of the aquarium. I was called to be the fisher of men. And you know what? So were you. So were you. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't invite your friend uh, uh, to come and visit. And, and, uh, you know, I understand they might be going to a church that doesn't preach the Bible or doesn't believe in in Jesus as the Messiah and all that stuff. But listen, too often we're so worried about someone that's already in church coming and liking our church. And then they'll come and, you you know what, we just get a room full of critics. Well, that's not the way we used to do it. That's not the way we did it in my back church. Well, then go back to that church. That's all right. We're here to reach the lost, amen? Come on, church. Did you know that if we made it our goal to reach the lost, there's no way we could build buildings big enough to get them all in, amen? It's a wide open field because too many churches, they're just looking for other people that are already going to church. And if you'll try our church, you'll like it better. We're not in that market. We want to reach those that need Jesus in their life, that need healing in their life, that need life change in their life. They need their families healed. They need their lives healed. They need their bodies healed. We want to reach them that are out there searching for answers. That's what makes me excited about being a pastor. Can you tell? That's what excites me. Now, don't get me wrong. I I, I love it when people come and and they say, we love this church. But let me tell you, if you come to this church, you know what the expectation of this church is? If you come in and you're already a believer and you're already full, we expect you to work and invite other people who need Jesus and bring them with you. Amen? Don't come alone. Don't come alone. Because when we get to heaven, I believe the first thing Jesus is going to say to us is, who did you bring with you? He's not going to care about our pedigree. He's not going to care about all the degrees and experiences that we had. He's going to say, who did you bring with you? Okay, so let's pick up this story. He went and said, none of them could come. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant... Go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and watch this. Bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lamb. Come on, church. I could just stop right there and preach a whole message. Come on. That's our job as a church to go out and bring the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. Those whose marriages are falling apart. Those who are strung up on, on drugs and alcohol. Those who, are, who see no end in sight. Those who are literally thinking about ending their life. Those who feel like there's no hope in life. That's who we're called to reach. That's the people God is saying, bring them in, bring them to the table because I am the bread of life and I can feed them if you'll just bring them. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there's still room. I love this. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in Beg them. Tell them that their life will be changed. Why does he say this? So that my house will be full. If a pastor comes to me and says, You know, I don't really think we should be about church growth. We should be, you know, we should just be uh, discipling and all that. and, And I'm not worried about my church growing. You know why they say that? Because their church isn't growing. And they don't want to have to do the work. I'm just being honest with you. I'm just telling you. That God has called us to do the work, not just Pastor Phil, but all of us. And what I'm asking you to do is enlist in the army of God and be a part of bringing in those who need Jesus. Why? Because God has called every believer, write this down, to do two things, to grow and to go. We usually get that first part, but we rarely get that second part. What happens if we just get that first part and not the second part? We become spiritually fat. We become spiritually porkers. We can't hardly move. And God says, you've got to move and go. The third one, if you're writing these down, is the presentation. Remember I said the two-fold mission of Capital City Church is to build believers and to serve the seekers that's what we're here to do. There's a reason for everything we do on Sunday morning. I don't just read a book or go to a seminar and go, oh, "Well, that worked for that church. So I guess we'll do it for this church. There's times when we'll adopt something partially. There's times when we'll do something fully. It, it goes like this. I love what Chris Hodges says. How do, you, how do you know the right way to do something? I'll tell you how, if it works, right? And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not above beg, borrowing, and, and, and stealing something that works because I'm going to do everything I can short of sin to reach this world for Jesus Christ. That is my job. That is my calling. And I'm asking you as Capital City Church, I'm asking you to join the cause, join the team, join the army. Hey, come on, let's take this world for Christ. Amen. I believe it with all of my heart. I'm always taking the presentation into consideration. The, the music and the message and the mood, all of it. Next week, we're gonna be serving communion and, and that's gonna be a part of the message that I'm gonna preach. And, and when I talk about finding uh, freedom and talk about how Jesus came to free us, not just from our, not just from our guilt, but from our sins and from sin's dominion, when I talk about that, I believe God is gonna give us a wonderful, gracious, amazing time. And if you can possibly be in the room next week, I t- again, I understand it. If you can, but if you can possibly be in the room next week, you need to be here. You need to bring your friends. You need to be a part of it because God comes and moves. And I want to be in the room where God is. Amen. Amen. The stakes are too high and the risk is too high. The calling is too important not to consider all aspects of the meal and the food and who we invite. Because I believe this, the church must be a purpose-driven church, not a diet-driven church. Write that down. A purpose-driven church, not a diet-driven church. You see, if the church is not careful, instead of being a purpose-driven, mission-driven church, it becomes diet-driven. It all just becomes about us. We eat, 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 and do nothing else. Our, our mantra is, feed me, feed me, feed me. We come on Sunday morning just, just for me. We look around and hope we like the lights and, and the temperature and the music. and It's all about me. We, what happens is if we're not careful, if we become diet-driven, then all we worry about is, was my diet satisfied? Was I... Was I, but if we become purpose-driven, all of a sudden our vision moves out of this room, out of these four walls, into our community. And we begin to ask why. Why are these chairs empty? You see, there shouldn't be an empty chair in this room. I understand that COVID has hit us pretty hard. I understand that. But they weren't full before COVID, okay? Okay. So we can't make that as an excuse. Don't say, well, you know, COVID. So no, 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 no. It wasn't full before then. I, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not, this is, I'm not downing anybody. I'm, I'm just challenging us to think of the purpose of why we're here. Why are we here? Let's not forget those who still need Jesus. And aren't you glad that someone was brave enough and strong enough to do the work to bring you into the kingdom of heaven well it's not enough to be diet driven what does the medical community say it's diet and what exercise come on say that a little bit louder it's diet and what it's diet and what exercise that's right you can diet for a little bit without exercise but it's only going to last so long and you can exercise for so long without diet you've got to have both So how do we build believers? Believers are fed. They consume the bread, but they don't just get spiritually fat. They exercise what they've learned and they go out and we do the work and we invite people to the banquet. We invite people to the table. And I'm gonna make this commitment to you as your pastor. I'm gonna do everything possibly I can under the grace of God and direction of God That every Sunday, every Sunday, I had a pastor tell me one time I was there at his church and I was preaching a revival and I was praying about what to preach that night. And I was staying in his home. I was just, I was just really battling. I didn't know what I was trying to find the heart of God. And he said, Oh, just, just say anything. It doesn't really matter couldn't believe a pastor was telling me that. I I just really couldn't. I I was young and naive and I thought all the pastors, really? And I said to the Lord right then, Lord, never let me get to that place where it's just whatever. Every Sunday, every week, I come before God face down and say, Lord, what would you have me share? What do I need to do and say and prepare to feed those who will be in the room? So I'm asking you to join me. That's my commitment. I'm asking you to commit to bring people to the table. I'm asking you to make 2021 the year that you say, I'm going to do it this time. I'm not going to come alone anymore. I'm going to bring someone with me. So when do we stop doing that? I'll tell you when. When everyone's a Christian, (laughs) then we can take a break. But we have a long ways to go. (laughs) So I wanna ask you, who are you going to invite to church next week? Don't say it out loud. Just think of one person, one person I'm going to ask everybody to stand for just a moment, and across the front of the the. the The altar here, and we'll have these available for next week. For those of you that can't be here watching online, you can request them and we can mail them to you. You can also share the Facebook page and share the service in that way, in a way of inviting, but in a tangible way. I'm going to ask you all across the front, and we can do this, I believe, and still do our social distancing, but I have invite cards, little piles of invite cards that just basically say on the front, Capital City Church, on the back, it has our service times, and it's just a way for you to easily say, you know what, I'd love for you to come to church with me next Sunday. If you're really bold, offer to take them out to to dinner afterwards, or fix them dinner, and and invite them back, or whatever you you need, bribe them, I don't care, do whatever you have to do to bribe them, but just invite them. So here's what I want you to do. If you're willing, sometime, in the next weeks or, or months, I, I understand that you know, this, it might take a, be a big step for you. Maybe you've never invited anybody to church before. I, I understand that. Maybe this is a big step. But I'm going to ask you, one by one, if you would just come and grab a pile of cards and take them back to your seat. And then I'm going to pray over them, okay? I'm going to give you a moment right now. If you're going to join the army and you're willing to help invite, would you come? Come on. Don't leave me hanging up here by myself. Come on up here. Grab a pile. Take them back. And then we're going to pray over them. I'll give you a moment to do that. Those that are watching online in the room, just about a hundred percent, and I hope that you have grabbed a hold of that as well. Would you just calm your hearts there online wherever you're sitting? And those that are in the room, would you just bow your heads for a moment? Would you just hold on to those cards. Would you do that? Because every one of those cards, listen to me, every one of those cards represents someone who needs the bread of life. Every one of those cards represents a person. And so I'm not going to pray for the cards, I'm going to pray for the person who will receive that card. And I'm also going to pray that God will give you a divine appointment to be able to invite someone. So, Father, right now, as we stand in your presence and as we hold on to these cards, you know the person that it represents. It's not just a piece of cardboard with some words on it. It is representative of the samples of the bread of life. God, I pray for boldness right now and courage I pray, Lord, that you would draw us to people. Give us, Lord, some divine appointments and boldness to invite, to hand this card to someone who just needs Jesus, who needs life change. Lord, I pray that they would just have the the courage to say, you know what, would you come to church with me next week? Would you be a part? You need to come and hear what God has for you. And next week is a great week as we talk about healing from the inside out. Lord, if there's someone who's hurting, someone who's struggling with habits and hurts and hangups, next week is the week for them to be here. Next week is that week, Lord. Not that this week isn't important, but Lord, next week we're gonna hear how your stripes heal us from every hurt and bondage and hurt and habit and hang-up. Lord, I pray that you would give us boldness to invite someone, to bring them into this prayer, bring them to the table that might be fed and Lord prepare my heart the words and the scriptures and the 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 things that should be should be shared next week help me to get out of your way as a pastor and let you speak directly to those who come into this room use me and fill me for your glory Lord as I prepare the bread of life we ask in Jesus name everybody said amen. amen come on everybody says amen Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, glory to God. I'm, I'm asking you to join the team, and and we're going into uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. It actually starts today, and I would ask that that you would consider something. It could be sugar. It could be a meal a day. It could be two meals a day. Uh, Make sure that medically that you check with your doctor if you're going to go on a full fast. But uh, some people give up sugar, some people give up coffee, uh, some people give up meals, whatever it is. Why do we do that? We do that to show God our earnestness and our seriousness that we really do want to see you move. And I'm going to ask us to make this our prayer throughout the 21 days of prayer and fasting. I want you to pray for divine appointments and I want you to pray for boldness to share the samples of the bread of life. Amen. And, uh, And also, would you pray that God would help me as I prepare the sermons and messages for your friends that come in and for you. My goal, remember, is to, it, you have to understand when I'm preparing a sermon, I have, to, I have to prepare a sermon so that everybody that walks in the door gets something out of the Word of God, whether they've been a believer for 30 years or they've never met Jesus first time in church. So pray for me that God will help me do that. And you know what's exciting? I'm, I'm okay with, with that. I'm okay with that because that's why we're here. Amen? amen i'm going to ask our ushers to come at this time and uh if you're watching online you can give by going to our website uh there's a the cash app Uh, there's actually a link on our website at capcitychurch.live giving if you go to that tab on the website you can give there and there's also a link if you want to use cash app and uh, we encourage you to do that thank you for your awesome uh generosity Thank you for uh, the uh, love gift that you gave to uh, Crystal and I and uh, also the love gift that you gave to the staff. God bless you for that for for Christmas. We appreciate that so much. I love you so much. I'm so, uh, I know this may seem strange and, and maybe you don't believe it, but it's absolutely true. I am so excited about 2021. I can't wait to see what God has, amen? I believe he has great things. Come on, would you join me with that? Even if you don't mean it, come on, say amen, huh? Amen. Father, thank you for your love, your grace, your strength. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the bread of life that we have so freely to partake of. And Lord, thank you uh, that we can share it with others and will never run out. And I pray, Lord, that whatever we give today in this offering will be blessed and anointed by you. I pray the giver will be blessed in a mighty way as your word promises they give. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. As they're receiving that, again, uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're beginning uh, our online prayer times tomorrow morning, just like we did last summer uh, at 7 a.m. So you can join us on Facebook or you can join us uh, on BoxCast, or you can join us on Apple TV or Roku, uh, whatever it is, however it is that you uh, enjoy watching or you're a part of our services, uh, we would invite you to be a part of that at 7 a.m. every weekday morning. And write this down so you remember. Write this down somewhere. On Saturdays, it's at 10 a.m., okay? It's a little bit later. We'll let you sleep in a little bit on Saturday, all right? And uh, But we want to do it early so we can catch you before you go to work. So uh, we want you to uh, be a part of that. As I mentioned, next week, we're going to talk about how we help people find freedom. And I'm so excited about next week's message. I'm still working on it. I believe God is really going to use it uh, to, to uh, strengthen us in our faith and to, and to bring us freedom and healing we will also be uh uh, receiving communion next week and uh so uh, come uh, prepared for that and don't worry if you bring your friends we will explain it very carefully and we won't make them uncomfortable about it at all so don't worry about that and then we have uh uh, some christmas treats that we were going to pass out on uh, christmas sunday but as you know we were virtual and so guess what uh, happy Merry New Year Christmas, all right? So we have some treats to give you uh, as you exit through the front entrance. Uh, one bag per person, please, uh, including children. Uh, we wanna make sure we have enough for everybody. So that's just our way of saying we love you and uh, Merry Christmas uh, next year. We're, we're not late, we're early. We're saying Merry Christmas uh, 2021, amen? And uh, we're getting a head start on it. So God bless you, thank you for coming. I love you, God loves you, and God loves loves everybody. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Thank you for coming.